Well, all right, if you have your Bibles today, and I hope you do, we will give you a few scriptures to look at on the, um, on the screen, but we want you to look in your words. So if you have that, it's John chapter 14. This is our main text today. Uh, I'm thankful to be here, man. I just tell you, I think Matt does an outstanding job of preaching and teaching and, and all the things that he does here for our church. And so I'm just so thankful for him. I'm thankful for ways he's brought us through the book of John so far to get us to 14. Uh, it's just, we're just kind of hitting the high points. We're hitting the places where the parts of Jesus' life, we, we, it's all important, but just some highlights so that we don't spend months and months and months in the book of John. But we're here at 14 today. And I just want to give us just a, just a little back scripture where we're at. So last week, Matt taught uh, in 12. Uh, that's where they had went to the house of the leper. They were, Lazarus has just been resurrected. And so they're all there. They're all celebrating. I can't imagine all the things that were going on in their mind because all the religious world there was watching. And every, every, the, the disciples were always like, can you imagine what they were saying? I mean, this, the conversation probably went like, man, did you see their face when Lazarus walked in? And, and, and that was just crazy, wasn't it? So they were just all stoked. It was just a good thing. Uh, Mary and Martha's there, and they were just anointing Jesus' feet. They're cooking this meal. They're going to have this great feast, and they did. They had a great time, uh, and it was just that they were just basking in the goodness of Jesus. That's what that scene was, and they left that, that house, and they, Jesus told them, said, go get the elements. We're going to meet you in the upper room. We're going to have this uh, Passover feast because it was the day of Passover. They were supposed to have their, their annual time together, so it's just another day for the disciples, right? It's just going to be a good time with the Lord. And so they went and got the stuff. They met with Jesus and they walk in and Jesus is there and they're all, man, they're probably still talking about the good things that Jesus had done. And he just, like he drops a bomb on them. And he makes this statement. He says, listen, guys, I'm about to go away. And in the place that I'm going, you, you can't go with me. And they're like, What? What are you talking about? And he says, yeah, yeah, I'm going away. The Father's, it's time. It's, it's that time. And uh, so he, he does a really unusual thing. He, he takes the water and washes the disciples' feet. Jesus, the teacher, the, the Messiah that he said, God's son, washing the feet of his disciples. And it was that, that whole dialogue that went on with Peter's like, Bro, what are you doing? You're, 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 God, you're the one we're following. You're our guy. You're not going to wash my feet. And Jesus said, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it to set an example for what I want you guys to be doing. And he does that for all the disciples. And, he's, and then when he gets done, he, he goes and sits down. And he, he says, man, it's, it's like, this is the things that I want you to do. I want you to serve one another. I want you to love one another. And he, that, that passage on down in 12 where he says, man, I, I, people will know that you're my disciple by the way you love one another. And they're just like, man, quit. Quit talking like that. Quit, quit acting like, like we'll, we'll be with you. They know that we're your disciples because we're with you. And he's like, but I'm, you're not about to be. And then Peter makes the famous statement, right? I'll never leave you, Lord. Oh, no, all the disciples, we'll never leave you. We're into the end, right? And he says, yeah, you're going to, all of you is going to scatter. Even you, Peter, you'll deny me. And it just, they were just, it just like that. That weight came down on them. And man, we may be like that today. We, we may have things going on in our life. Our life may be good. We may be in a good 
season of our life, because there are seasons, right? There's days that we feel like we're on top of the world, and there's days that, man, we don't want to get out of the bed. There's just things that weight us down. Uh, sometimes we're walking with the Lord, and we just feel his presence, and there's days we're just like, what happened? Where are you at? And this is where the disciples were. They, they had been walking with this Jesus. They had been against all the religious leaders in that, in that day and all throughout that area. They felt like they were on top of the world because they was walking with this guy who didn't put up with anything that they had to say. Be matter of fact, it almost looked like he was doing opposite of what they were doing. And um, if we really understand the gospel, he probably was, right? The gospel's right opposite of everything the world says do. Uh, these religious leaders, they had, they had figured out, they had took the things of God and they'd added all their stuff and said, this is the way you love God well. This is the way you follow God. This is the way you do things. And, and, and Jesus came and said, no, that's not the way you do things. This is not the love of God. Like you, you look good on the outside with all your religious activities. You look really good with all that. But really your problem is your heart. And that's, what, that's the same problem with us today. Isn't it? This is our heart. It's our condition of our heart. Does our, does our heart really long after the Lord or does our heart, is it just flippant about the things of the world? Is it just really we may be in a place where we really feel this, the weight of, man, where is God? What is he doing? I mean, that may be you today. I mean, you may be the, feel like the disciples because that's what I want you to feel. You've got to feel the storyline today. You've got to feel that the disciples felt the weight of Jesus is going somewhere. We can't go why is he saying this? Why is he doing that? And for some of us, we, we ask those questions all the time. Well, what are you doing, God? Where are you at? How do, how do I get back to where I felt your presence, right? I sit with people all the time as a pastor. You get to sit with most people and they're on, the, on a bad place. And they're wanting to know, how do I get back to where I was with the Lord? How do I get back to the place where I felt his presence daily? How do I, how do, I do this anymore, right? And man, we, we find ourselves all the time doing it. Found, we found that as, our, as a family, uh, what that looked like for us. And in 2009, uh, we got a phone call that our, our, our niece, Michaela, had leukemia. And we were just like, okay. That's, that's, that's scary. That's, that's, not, that's not good. Uh, so we'll read up on it, and we know that there's all kinds of medical things they're going to do. It's going to be good. We're going to see how it goes. It just in our mind, like, we love the Lord. We've been walking with the Lord. We know how to pray. We know how to seek God. God's, we, we're in God's favor. Things are good. You get the call. We, just, we don't know, but we just had this feeling. It, it'll be okay. But, man, is that... Is that leukemia kept going and if anybody knows anything about it it's just it's ups and downs right you, you take the chemo and it just kills all the good cells and just it just wipes you out and she's nine right and so it's so a little girl you're watching that and it just makes you wonder makes you makes your heart feel like I, I don't I don't know what's going to happen um, and so we, uh, we 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 look for the Lord in those things um, I just remember man her her mother my sister-in-law came, came to me and said, here's, here's, what I, here's what I need you to tell me, Brent. I need you to tell me it's going to be all right. And this was my words to her that day. And this is my words to you today, just like some of the ones that the words of Christ to his disciples. Like if God's good and he loves us. And if Michaela lives, he's a good God and he loves you and he loves Michaela. But if he doesn't let her live, 
then he's a good God and he loves Makala, loves us, and we just serve him that way. If you can get that worked out in your mind, then it'll be okay, right? It'll be okay. So we felt the weight of, is it going to be okay? The disciples were feeling the weight in 12, 13, 14 is where we're picking up today. Look at the first statement, just the first part of the sentence. If you're looking down at your Bible, it says, let not your hearts be troubled. And man, isn't that good words from Jesus himself, the guy that you've been rolling with, the one that you've given your life to today, that you've, you've sat with, you've, you've watched, and you've seen him do great things? He says to us today, just as he said to the disciples, just as I said to Michaela's mother, let not your heart be troubled. And then he goes on and finishes it. Look what he says. You believe in God. He didn't say you. He says believe in God. It's like, so he's, he's drawing this picture. You're believing in this God you can't see, touch, or, or even, even you, you just, you've heard about. But yet, listen, believe also in me. And so Jesus is making this connection with them that, that they hadn't. I just wonder sometimes, right, that what what were the disciples doing during all the time with Jesus? They certainly were not taking notes, right? I think they were just enjoying the time with Jesus. Oh, it was all good. Man, we're, we're just like, we're making those religious leaders look crazy. It's awesome. I'm on the winning team. Jesus is always winning. I'm with him. But this moment, I'm leaving. You can't go, what? And he just says this, listen, you believe in God, believe also in me. And then he makes a statement, man, I'm going away. Look, I'm going away. He says, in my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come to you again and I will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I'm going. Man, he says, listen, if you've walked with me and if you've been with me, I've told you really from the beginning, my mission is to glorify the Father, to do the things that the God tells me to do, the Father tells me to do, I go and do those things. I'm not doing things on my own. I'm going, and, and then it, it, Thomas says this, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? <laughs> and it's the passage we just seen pop up on the screen, right? Here it is, 14.6. It's, it's really, it's one of the most famous scriptures if you've been around church at all, if you've been around uh, Christian world. So when we moved here, I, I'm, I'm new here, so I'm a year in Waco. Uh, my daughter and son-in-law's lived here about three, four years. Uh, but when we were trying to check it out, what do you do in Waco? What's Waco about? Literally reading some of the descriptions and some of the, some of the things that were said, the reviews and stuff, it says, don't come to Waco unless you're a Christian. Right? This is a Christian city. And some of us, for some of y'all, this, I've lived here a year and I'm like, this is not a Christian city in places, right? Uh, China Spring is not a Christian city per se. There's Christians there, but it's not a Christian city. It's like, it was just like, this is, this is a place if you want to move, you better go to church. This is the buckle of the Bible belt, if you would, is what they were basically saying in those reviews. And we see these scriptures all the time, right? I'm the way, I'm the truth in six, and I'm the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So he's trying to set up the stage. Listen, guys, my love for you is going to equal I'm following the Father. Like, you, you heard about God. You know about God. You tried to keep his commands. You couldn't. I'm going to be the guy who sets that right and good. And so you're able to do that. You'll live in perfection because of me. I'm going to go to the Father. I'm going to prepare a place. And I'm going to come back and get you because I'm the way. And I'm the truth. 
and I'm alive. And he makes these I am statements, right? Matt's talked about those. I think if I'm counting right, we're, we're at six now. Uh, we, with, I'm the good shepherd, and, I'm, I'm, and you know, I'm the bread of life. Uh, I am the word in the very beginning, right? Uh, so all these I am statements, this is another one. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And listen, it was just like, okay. They're settling in. They're feeling that. They're, they're feeling what's going on. We're settling in when we come to Makala. We're going to get chemo. We're going to do the things. We're, we're, getting, we're getting best money can buy, right? We're able, we had friends, or they had friends that could fly them to Houston, to wherever they needed to go, wherever she needed to get the treatment. We just go to these places and like, man, we start, everybody signs up, right? And I don't know if you've been a part of this uh, bone marrow uh, transplant. If you've gone and have your bone marrow seen, if you can be a match for somebody, it's a big deal. They have these big rallies, have all these scenes. You gather up, you see if you can test, see if you can, somebody's a match for Makala. They get the, get the leukemia under control. They do a uh, stem cell uh, transplant. Life's good, Right? And so just in that whole idea of we're waiting, we're seeing, we're, what is God saying? And the disciples were that, okay, what, do you, what are you saying? So you're going to a place, it's, what does that mean? And let's drop down in 15. John chapter 14, verse 15. And he makes this statement. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be, be with you forever. So he keeps making this statement, if you love me, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. What, is, what was he even talking about? Is that the Ten Commandments? I mean, what is, what is, for us, when God says, keep my commandments, if you love me, it's not literally I'm going to love to get in because the disciples were already in because he made a statement. Listen, you know these things. The world don't know these things. You know these things because you're in me and I'm in you, right? And for them, they were saying, what, what do you want us to do? Just tell us what to do. Do you feel the weight of that sometimes, right? As people? We got a checkbox, any, any type A people? I'm type A, tell me what to do. I can check my list off. It'll be easy. It'll, it's easier if God would give us a checklist, right? I get up in the morning, read my Bible, be good to somebody, go say hello to my neighbor, maybe whatever, you know, right? Do all those things. But he's like, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. What was one of them he just said? Well, we just talked about 13, that backstory I gave you. It says, this is a new command I give you in, in 13, 34. It's not on the screen. It's in your word as you can look at it. A new commandment I give you, right? But it's really not a new one, was it? That you love one another just as I loved you. You are also, you are also to love one another by this way. All people know that you're my disciple. So he's like, listen, he's setting them up saying, and, and I can imagine, right? The disciples like, okay, we just keep God's commandments. If we just get his commandments, we're all good. Well, let's do his commandments. And so he says, love one another. We can do that. But they didn't realize what was about to happen. Like what, what's about to happen is your whole world's going to be rocked because the person you've been following, you felt really close to, is gone. And your, your whole world's upside down. Now what do we do? He said, man, I just told you you need to love people because you're going to need people. There's going to be a place you're going to need people. God set us up to be communal, right? That's the reason why we have community groups. We put people in our community groups. Why? To hang out, to know one another, to rub against one another, to feel the weight of the world sometimes that you're not alone. You're with people like-minded. You're with people trying to walk with the Lord. Do they have problems? Are they sinners? Are they broken like you? Absolutely. 
Listen, I'm, I'm no different from you today. Just I'm standing on the stage and you're not. I'm broken. I'm a sinner. I have need. I have those sometimes I don't know what to do. And listen, for us, we didn't know what to do with Michaela. And man, she kept going and she kept going. She kept going. And then one day she says this. I want to I trust Jesus with my life. I want to I I be saved. Jesus, I want Jesus to be my Savior. So I had an opportunity to pray with her. Had an opportunity to baptize her to church. It was awesome. Uh, she gets to sing praises to the Lord. Uh, she loved to do that. We prayed over it. It was just, man, it was, oh, man, everything is good. God is so good. And we just remember those times. Like, she really wasn't that good of a singer, if, per se. Austin probably wouldn't let her get on stage. We could, I could use her in the kids' ministry. But she would sing as loud as she possibly could. Why? Because the love of Christ was in her heart. The peace that he says, let not your heart be troubled. Her heart wasn't troubled anymore more she had peace we would weep we were so sad like oh it's chemo days like no worries it's no big deal because in her mind I get something good afterwards right everybody's really it's fun stuff for me man we're just like it's not gonna go well she's like don't worry it's gonna be okay she had this mindset it's gonna be okay but why because she had that helper inside her right and that spiritual person of her had woken up to the things of God and it was like it's just gonna be okay but for the disciples, it wasn't okay that Jesus was gone. For you guys maybe sitting here today, it may not be a good thing that you're sitting in right now. You may be feeling the weight of cancer, loss, uh, uh, just really not knowing what the future holds. I don't know where you're at today. God, God knows. And listen, if you're a believer here today, he's given you a spirit that lives into you to testify to these type things. The things like we just did, we took communion. Why is that? We want to remember the things of God. I'm telling you, we're so far removed from the cross that sometimes we don't remember what that was like, what was going on. Jesus did. He even said in 12, his heart was a bit troubled. Now, we know that verb was put there to say that he was just trying to put that, that really a feeling that we understand what was going on. Uh, his heart was troubled more for the disciples because he knew the loss would be there. The tr trouble was going to be that he was carrying the weight of sin, yes, but mainly that he seen the, the loss that they would sense. And listen, we, we experienced that loss with Michaela too. She didn't, she didn't survive leukemia. A little before her 11th birthday, she passed with leukemia. And now I'm going to tell you, it shook us. Uh, people who are in the ministry and people who love each other and who's prayed and I just remember me and my wife having this conversation was, how, how could God do that? He's like, how could you do that? Like, that's not fair. That's, that's not even close to us. In our mind, it wasn't fair. And so all of this was going on in the disciples' mind, just like it is for us today and for it was for us in those days and still is. Like, what are you doing and he just keeps saying these statements to them over and over and over. Look at, look at 14, 18. This is a sure comfort for us today, right? I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. He's not leaving us as orphans, right? Yet a little while the world uh, will see me no, long, no more, but you will see me because I live you also will live. And man, that's important. 
Man, for us, we have great hope that we're going to see Mikhail again. Not only Mikhail, but we're going to see Jesus, the Savior, this guy who said these words, I won't leave you, I'm not going to forsake you, I'm going to leave you with orphans, I'm going to come to you, I'm going to gather my people, I prepared a place for you, I'm going to come get you, and we just wait for that day. But here's the, here's the real hard part of it. Sometimes we feel the way of the world and we ask the questions, Why? Why change up things? Why, why, why do that? Why would you do those things? And Jesus says these words in 20. In, in that day you will know that I'm in the Father and you in me and I in you. Whoever keeps my commandments, he goes on to say, and keeps them, has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will love, be loved by the Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Now, you've got to remember that here's the thing. Everything that was wrapped up in that, they already said, Judas is going to betray me, so they've already seen one guy's out, right? They knew, well, they didn't really know that. Jesus knew that, right? So Judas was out. The other guys were kind of contemplating. He's already done told Peter, you're going to desert me. You're going to leave. You're going to be gone. And man, he just couldn't get his mind, they couldn't get their mind wrapped around. Why? And I think for us, don't we ask that, why? And here's what God's taught me in those moments of hard, hard life. Listen, we deal, we're dealing with hard life right now. I think so. There's just crazy stuff. Like, it seems like there's never any peace in anything you hear about in the world, right? It's always something. It's always something broken. It's always something, it's always something negative. This, this, it's hard to even say positive. I had to turn my cable off, really. And I'm not one of those guys like, oh, you're a sinner if you've got a TV in your house. I'm not that guy. I had to turn my, it's just, I, did, I would, honestly, I'd watch it and I'd get so angry. <laughs> Have we lost our minds or what? And it would just infuriate me. So it was bringing so much sin up out of me. And like maybe that's a purification thing that God had for me. But I was like, i got to turn this thing off. But it was so negative. It was, it was almost like we're not going to get, we're, we're losing. Everything's gone wrong. The world's lost its mind. And, and where's God. Does he not see? Does he not care? Does he, does, he, does he not even see me? I'm trying. Anybody trying really hard? And it seems like God doesn't see you? Here's what I'm telling you today is he sees you. He sees you. As believers, listen, he lives in you. He knows everything about you. He knows everything, every thought that crosses your mind. It knows every passion that your heart desires. It knows everything about you. And listen, he says, I'm living in you, and I'm doing these things to create in you people who will love people, who will keep my commands, and who will be, uh, go out for my glory into this world, the lost world. And look what he says. Let's drop down. I'll, I'll have to kind of speed up a little bit. Probably my, my ticker's running over here. Uh, John 14, 25. These things I've spoken to you while I'm still with you. So he's told him all the good and right things, right? He says in 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you the things, teach you all things and bring you to remembrance all that I've said to you. And so Jesus is telling the disciples, listen, just like the first verse we read, 
let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. And man, I tell you the same thing today. This is what God taught me. Is we ask, what are you doing, God? What are you doing in my life? Because listen, this is what God's doing. He's sovereign. That's a big churchy word, but this means this. He's in control of everything. There's not nothing that passes through your life on a daily basis. Zero things that pass through your life, whether it's good or whether it's bad. Nothing passes through your life that God doesn't cause it or God doesn't allow it. There's nothing. If, or he's not God, right? He's either caused it or allowed it. And he's done it. This is the reason why he's done it. If you take notes, this is it. He does everything he does for his glory primarily and for our good secondarily. And this is what he was telling the disciples. This is exactly what Jesus was telling the disciples. The things that I'm about to do, you can't comprehend because you, you hadn't walked in that. But the, really the word is he's trying to get to is trust me. Trust who I am. You believe in God. You believe also in me. Because we're one. And not only that, there's that third part of the Trinity, right? And it's going to be better because now he's going to live in you and I in you. And these next really, really 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, this was the whole upper room discussion about who he is, what he's going to do. Ended in 17, praying for the world, praying for the disciples, and then he's off to be killed. This is probably Thursday sometimes. Friday gets crucified, Sunday's resurrected. So he's trying to, we're packing in a lot of stuff. But he's, he's really saying, trust me. Trust what I'm telling you is good for you. And I'm telling you, this word, this word that we hold today, some of us don't pick it up only but today. Uh, some of us get it and pick it up every day. But I'm telling you, pick this word up. Read this word because in this word is this words that Jesus said to us and the spirit that God, of God that lives in us, he testifies to the thing that this word and makes it trustworthy and true. And so do you want to try to make it in this world with all the troubles that we have in this world, in this broken state that we're in, and, and we are sinners, right? We don't, we don't sin, it makes us sinners. We're sinners, and therefore we sin. And so we're sinners, and we're, we struggle a lot. We have these things, but we'll turn back to the Lord, and the Spirit of God reminds us of these things. Let not your heart be troubled. And so today, I, I, I tell you, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart find a place where we're asking how, where, and why. But let your heart find a place today to say, what, what are you doing, God, in me? What are you trying to show me? What are you trying to teach me? Where do you want me to be? How are you placing me in this place uh, in China Spring, Texas. Uh, I asked that. We asked that a couple of years ago. What? We're moving to China Spring? Why? But we should have been, what are you trying to do? Because we're going, we came here to join him in his work and what he was doing here. Uh, Acts 17 tells us he decided the time and the place that we would live and he did it for his glory and our good that people might find their way to him even though he's not far from each one of us. And listen, today, Jesus is not far from us because as a believer, he's living inside you, right? If you're not a believer, you're in a really good place because you've heard the word proclaimed 
today. You've heard the good news of the gospel. You've heard that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the lie. And nobody's going to make it out of this world. I don't care who says what. The word says nobody really escapes this world alive. Uh, I, guess you, I guess if you made the rapture, you would... Anyway, that's a whole other subject, I guess. But anyway, you, you need Jesus to be with the Lord, right? To be eternal, live eternally with the Lord. We're eternal beings. We're, gonna, we're either going to be live separated or we're going to live with the Lord, right, forever. And so there's a card that's in your seat too. There's all kinds of stuff in your seat. You can't always sit down in your seat because there's so much stuff in it, right? But there's a card there. It's a connect card. And man, there's places on there, check, I want to talk to pastor. I want to be saved. I want to pray and receive Christ. We had a person brought a card to us last week, gave his life to Christ. Amen? Like, that's exciting, isn't it? Give his life to Christ. He's now a new creation. That spirit of God lives in him. God's going to testify to the things that's good and right in his word. He's going to teach him. He said, man, I don't even have to, I don't know anything about this thing. We're in a really good place because now the spirit of God, as we open the word, says, yes, that's true and right. And so they're able to grow. And so I don't know everybody here today. I'm sure there's new people here today. I work most of the time up on the top in the kids' ministry. So I don't get to see you unless you have kids. But, but you may be new here today. I don't know you. And, and a lot of you have been here, some of us, a month or two, and still may not know you. But here's what I tell you. The Lord knows you, and he sees you, and he loves you. He died for you. And it's as simple as saying, listen, you, you believe in God? Because you hardly will find people in Waco that won't say they don't believe in God. But they just might not know his son, Jesus, who gave his life for him. And so I don't know where you're at today on that. But we're going we're gonna to take a, a moment here and, and we're going we're gonna to hear, hear music again. It's not just to sing so we can get, get ready to get out here. That's not transition singing. Uh, but Austin's going to come and he's going to lead us in a, in a spot where, what did God say to you? What, what is God doing in your heart? Maybe it's just a simple, I'm in, I'm in you, Christ. I know you. I just, I just need to repent. Like, sit down. Ask God to help you to, to believe that he's trustworthy. Maybe it's a place you said, well, I've never given my life. I, I want to do that. It's not really just checking off a box on a card. Man, come, come see me. Come talk. There's men here that will help you walk with the Lord. Maybe you say, I want to know more about the church. Fill out the card. Fill out your name. As much information you can give us, we'll get that information and we'll figure out what, what, what God's doing with you. Not why, but what is he doing with you? So let's pray together as we ask God to speak to our hearts. Father, we thank you so much for loving us. It's impossible to love you. It's impossible to know you. It's impossible uh, to be with you. Without Jesus. So, Jesus, we thank you for your written word. We thank you that you made it really, really, really. There's no other way but through you. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So, help us to trust that with our hearts today. Help us to be okay with where we're at, not just okay, but we're okay with what you're doing, God, because you've got plans and it's going to be much better than anything we could ever do. So, during this time, Holy Spirit, will you move in our hearts? Will you, will you direct our hearts to good and right things? Will you show us who you are, what you're doing? And may we do it for your glory and our good. And it's in Jesus' name.